Man, it is so good to be here on Kids Sunday. One more time, if you are pumped up and excited, just clap your hands with everything you got. Doesn't matter if you're a kid or not. Kids come in all shapes and sizes and all ages, really. We can be big kids at heart. You can go ahead and be seated. Thank you for being here. Kids, I need to hear you. I know you're spread around the sanctuary, but can you let me know you're here? Go ahead and scream. Well, that's good. You can help me. Sometimes we have the kids all together, but you can help me. You're spread throughout the sanctuary. So if anybody falls asleep, wake them up. If anybody starts, you know, I don't know, checking their phone, just knock it right out of their hand. That would be great, okay? So you're all on duty. We good? Now, um, a little bit, uh, you know, they asked me to come back, and uh, I would say back by unexpected demand, I suppose. I always wanted to channel my inner Emerald Lagasse and have a cooking show of my own. <laughs> Bam! You know, but, uh, but the Lord had other plans, but here we are today, and we're going to talk about the recipe for the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the recipe for the Holy Ghost. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and this is what the Bible says. Then Peter said unto them, you going to say it with me? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You see, there's a promise in this verse. If you will do what you can do, then God will step in and do what only God can do. If you will repent of your sin, And if you will make the decision to be baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says you've followed the instructions, you've gone through the recipe, you shall receive the Holy Ghost. goes on to say for the promise, and we say the Holy Ghost, it's unto you and it is also for your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Just somebody say the Holy Ghost is for me. From the youngest to the oldest, whether you are a young child or an old person with gray hair or no hair, the Holy Ghost is for you. We've prayed a few times in this service already this morning, but I invite you one more time. We want to pray and invite God to minister in the remaining moments of this service because I believe that God is going to confirm His Word with signs following. He is going to come good on His promise that in the last days, He will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. I believe He's going to come good on the promise that it's for children, but not just for children. It's for whosoever will this morning. Can we pray one last time here this morning as we go into the message and let's ask God to move and speak powerfully. Let's lift our voices with all of our might this morning. Jesus, we thank You for everybody gathered. We pray that You would use this message, use the time we have together, God, to speak clearly, God, and to lead people to obey the Gospel, we pray. Eternity is in the balance. We believe that You're drawing. So do that work this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Pour out Your Spirit. And everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. Now this morning, i got to tell you, kids, the Holy Ghost, it is so, 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 so good. But you shouldn't take my word for it. you got to find out for yourself. The psalmist said this in Psalm chapter 34, verse 8. He said, Oh, taste and see 
that the Lord is good. It's making me hungry. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. Oh, taste and see. And if you ever get a taste, you'll find out for yourself that the Holy Ghost is so, so good. Now everybody here, kids especially, but every age and stage, why don't you just go ahead, think about it for a second, and shout out your favorite food. Go ahead. Bowel buddies. That must have been one of the older kids. Go ahead, one more time. Shout it out. All right. Tacos! There we go. I was waiting for something Mexican to come. Come on. Now, I have two kids, and this is not a joke. Their favorite snack seems to be cucumbers. I buy them three at a time, sometimes six at a time, sometimes more than once a week. I don't understand it. I guess it's better than potato chips. But whether your favorite food is cucumbers or chicken fingers or pizza or mac and cheese, you know what's better than all of that? The Holy Ghost is better than all of that. The Holy Ghost is better than ice cream. The Holy Ghost is better than anything that you can experience in this entire world, food or otherwise. There's nothing better than the Spirit of God living on the inside of your life. Anybody believe that today? Can I get a witness in the house? The Holy Ghost is the best thing going on this side of eternity. And so today, I have good news for you. You can get a taste of the Holy Ghost for yourself. And you will see that it is good. Now, I was reading through my Bible, and I found out that there's a recipe for the Holy Ghost. And I thought that we would whip up a batch today. And uh, all the kids in the room, would you like to see how we, can, how we can experience the Holy Ghost for ourselves? Is that all right? Let's work together. Everybody shout, yeah! yeah. All right. They're going to help me out here. All right. Stand by. I also, I'm going to need a helper. Now, I cleared this already. We're in the same bubble. And we've already done the pre-COVID screening. No symptoms. He hasn't left the Atlantic bubble in probably the past seven months. Everybody, give it up for Ethan Porter. This is a very important step, Ethan. Welcome. Good to have you. Okay. You have a few things we need to get set up. You guys okay out there? You're making me nervous. <laughs> okay. So the good news about all this, Ethan, is you get to uh, wear a chef's apron and a hat. So go ahead and you put that on. I got mine on. All right. You ready? There you go. this on more than once, so we'll see how this goes. Figuring that out? I like that hat. All right. Now, how many here have ever read a recipe book before? <laughs> That's a loaded question for some, isn't it? Some husbands or wives are nudging, you know. Now, if you ever read a recipe book, Oh, you know what? We should have fitted that before, shouldn't we have? We should have fitted that before. Are you, do you want me to tighten that up for you? Okay, this is very... This is, oh, it's not even attached. Oversight. 
technical difficulties here. There we go. Do you want me to tie that in the back? Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll get this going. It's all going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it all. Okay, here we go. Now, if you've ever read a recipe book, in a cookbook or on the Internet, a recipe, you'll know that in every recipe there are two sections. There, there are the ingredients, and then there are the instructions. Did you know that throughout the Bible, Ethan, everybody here, that different verses give us the recipe for the Holy Ghost? It's not all in one place, but as we read through, we can find the ingredients, and we can find the instructions how we can get a taste for ourselves. So we're going to take a look in the Bible this morning, and this is what we're going to find. I found this place in Galatians chapter 5, okay? And this is what the Apostle Paul said about the Holy Ghost. He said the fruit of the Spirit, which is basically the byproduct of the Holy Ghost. When you have it, this is what will happen in your life. You've got love. You guys can say it with me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, this morning, I compiled all of our ingredients, and I'm very excited. We're going to put these ingredients in this big old bowl right here, and you're going to help me. Is that okay, Ethan? Okay. Ethan, is, uh, he's, he's never done this before. This is uh, totally off the cuff, but we're going to make this happen. So first up, we got love. We're going to put some love in the bowl. Swedish berries are life. You know what I'm talking about. Just go ahead and dump those in, Ethan. Did you know that when you have the Holy Ghost and you get the love of God inside, It'll help you love people that are unlovable, and I think we can all use a little bit more of that. All right, next we got joy in Kit Kat form. I told you the Holy Ghost is so good. Go ahead, man, put that in there. Next, we've got peace. Did you know that when you have the Holy Ghost, things can be going wild around you in your life, things can be going crazy in this world, and you can have peace that passes understanding, the Bible says. And we need that. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Okay, next up, we got, we got patience. Now, all the parents in the room say, my kid needs a little more patience. I need a witness on that one. Praise the Lord. Here, let me fix this mic a little bit. All right. Uh, oh, did I say patience twice? Yeah, I need, to, I need to read my notes better. Kindness was that one. Goodness. Now, this is exciting. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. we got some Pringles. This is goodness, and you know it is. Go ahead and put that in, buddy. Okay, next up in the Holy Ghost, we got faithfulness, commitment, all of that. It helps us to be steadfast, and, and these ones are mini eggs. We need some more of this in our, in our recipe for the Holy Ghost. Doesn't that look good? I love the smell. As you waft the chocolate and the sour cream and onion together, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. Very good. This is the garbage can right here on the floor, I guess. Next up. Now, now this one is a little bit unique. You can put it in how you want. I think one we should maybe break apart into some strands. Do you want to rip some of those off and just, you know, oh, oh, like this. Watch. Check it out. These are the fancy kind. Oh, it's like a cheese string, but it's not. You know what? I'll let you do you. You put them in however you want to. And finally, we got Lay's, which represents self-control, which I think is appropriate. Bet you can't eat just one. I'll help you with this one. All right, we're getting ready for, oh, hey, I don't know what we missed, but we need this too. 
There's eight fruit of the Spirit this morning. Not anymore. We got all nine, praise God. We need them all. Okay, I think that's pretty much it, don't you think? Yeah, I think we got everything off the table, more or less. Although typically when you make a recipe, there's not just these dry ingredients. There's usually something that binds it all together. Um, hold on, hold on. I was reading in my Bible. Uh, I know it was in the book of Acts. and uh, Oh, I remember what we forgot. We forgot the power. Acts 1 and 8, it says, But ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We forgot the power. This is going to be awesome. You can't forget the binding ingredient. This is not going to work without it. So we've got all of our ingredients. And through the magic of a cooking show, I have mixed all of this up before. And I have a finished product waiting for us just down here. When you stir all these ingredients up, this is what you get. Oh, here you can lick that later. <laughs> Doesn't that look good? I, t I told you the Holy Ghost is so, so, so good. Some might even say, mm-mm, good. Can you say that? Yeah. Now the Holy Ghost is ready. And God is excited to give it to you. He's excited for you to have a taste for yourself, Ethan, and everybody here. But God is looking for a vessel, or we could say God is looking for a container to put His Spirit in this morning. God is looking for an open heart and for someone who is ready to receive it. Now, we just need to get a container for you, Ethan. You ready for this? I brought a container, and... Um, uh, What's in your container? I don't know if this is going to work. I see uh, red onions. I see some garlic cloves in there. Um, some co used coffee grounds and a hard-boiled egg. Here, take a sniff of that. Woo! <laughs> what do you think about that? You like that? No, no. I think we have a problem, Ethan, because there's something already in your container, and it's full of bad stuff. Everybody say, ew. ew. But if there's bad stuff already in your container, we can't get the delicious, powerful, wonderful Holy Ghost inside your container, so I think we have a problem, don't you? Yeah, not a trick question. We've got to make sure we get the bad stuff out of your container so that we can make room for the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you this morning that everybody under the sound of my voice is born just like this container. You are born with bad stuff inside. And it's not Tupperware. We're talking this morning about your heart. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, when Adam sinned, that sin entered the world. And Adam's sin brought death. And so death spread to everyone. Somebody say, that's me too. For everyone sin. So when you are born, your heart 
looks just like this container, Ethan. It's full of sin and deadness and bad stuff, and so is yours too. And if we don't get rid of the sin, the Bible tells us that we will experience spiritual death and we will spend eternity separated from the presence of Jesus in a place that was designed and created for the devil and his angels called hell. That's bad news, right? But I have good news this morning because Jesus wants to put the Holy Ghost in our hearts and prepare our containers, our lives, to spend eternity with Him in heaven. And so we've got to fix this problem. You can help me fix this problem? <laughs> good job, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We're gonna, no, 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 no. You're still you're good. Come on back. I'm, I'm messing with you now. We're gonna do we're gonna do this together. We're in this till the end, whether you like it or not, okay? We're gonna get rid of the bad stuff in this container. You ready? We're gonna make room for the Holy Ghost. And so there's a recipe. We've got some ingredients. Now we have some instruction. If we go back to our opening verse, Acts 2:38, the instructions told us that if we do a couple of things, then God will do what only He can do and fill our container with the Holy Ghost. And the first thing I would say that we need to do, Ethan, is we need to empty the nasty stuff out of this container, and we do that by putting it in the garbage can. And the garbage can is kind of like an altar. We oftentimes call this front part of the church the altar, but the altar is basically just any sacred moment when you make a decision to give your life more fully to God. That can be an altar. So the pews this morning in the balcony or on the floor, they can be an altar. It doesn't have to be around the front. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to come around so everyone can see. We're going to set this right here, and I want you to dump the bad stuff in the garbage can. Woo! Everybody give it up. We just got rid of the sin. This is where we go to empty the sin out of our lives. And what you just did, it's kind of like repentance. Repentance is when we come before God and we say, God, I realize that I've got a bunch of gross stuff in my life. I was born with a sinful nature. I've done some bad things. Maybe I've told a lie. Maybe I was mean to a friend. Whatever it is. And we say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. But it's more than just saying sorry. Repentance is when we make a decision to live for Jesus and we ask Him to take all of the bad stuff from our hearts at that sacred moment at an altar somewhere. The psalmist said this though, because you can probably still smell that if you leave it there for quite a while. So we don't want to leave it just beside us. That's kind of gross. Would you agree? It's kind of gross, yeah. He, doesn't know. he thinks I'm going to trick him with the question, I think, at some point. So here's what the psalmist said. Look at this verse, Ethan. He said that God has removed our sins, not just in a garbage can or at an altar just beside us, but as far as the east is from the west. That's a long way, isn't it? Yeah, that's a long way away. So I, I have a job for you this morning, Ethan. to go on a journey, buddy. You need to be careful. You don't want anyone tripping. But I'm going to get you to run this sin as far as, as far as the east is from the west, represented by the length of this aisle. We're going to run to that center door, and there's going to be a kind usher named Brent Cole, and he's going to take it from there. He's just going to keep on running, and he's not going to stop, okay? Go ahead. Everybody, let's help Ethan. Let's, let's support him. Go ahead. Right down the center aisle, buddy. Go. Go. 
Okay, now you can come back. Brent's going to take it from here. Brother Cole, come on back. Now let's, let's support him as he comes back. We still need some help. Now the sin is out of our container, and the sin is gone as far as, as the east is from the west. Is that not exciting today? That when we repent, God will take it away from our lives, and we will never, ever be the same. Amen. Now, question for you, Ethan. Do you think that this container is ready for the Holy Ghost yet? Not, not yet. It's kind of a little bit dirty. Just take a smell. Do you still smell that? Yeah, it's pretty gross, isn't it? So I, I don't know that I would want to put the powerful, exciting, uh, marvelous Holy Ghost in the container yet. So there's, there's something else that we have to do. After we repent, the sin is gone. But after we repent, we also have one more step. The Bible tells us that we have to be baptized. Somebody say, the water. The water. And it represents baptism. And the next thing that we need to do is we need to wash this container up with water. And this is where the sin residue is washed away. And the Bible again calls this baptism. Because even though the sin is gone, if I didn't wash this out with water, the bad stuff would come back. And this would start growing fuzz and mold and green stuff. And we wouldn't want to eat this out of this container in that state, right? So we need to baptize our container. You with me? We're going to baptize it? Okay, here we go. Is that good? Are you sure? I think it's still a little bit dirty, isn't it? Yeah, we can't just do that. We, I think I read in the Bible somewhere where you got to dunk it under the water, don't you? Yeah, I think so. In fact, the word baptism, it actually means immerse. So we, we can't just do it this way. we gotta, we got to do this way. Here we go. All the way under. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, we just, we just got our container baptized, and it's pretty good. But I feel like we forgot something. You think we forgot something too? Hold on. I, I, need, to, I need to reference my notes here. Yes, okay. Well, I found here where, where the, the Apostle Paul said that if we're buried with Christ when we're baptized, yeah, that, that, when we're baptized, that's good. So we did that. We buried it uh, under the water. But it still kind of smelled a little bit funny. So let's go back to our opening verse one more time, okay? Here's what it says. Peter said unto them, repent. We did that, right? We, we emptied it. We separated the sin. We baptized the container. Okay, we did that. Oh, I'm, in the name of Jesus. I forgot Jesus' name. <laughs> we got to baptize the container in, G in fact, you know what? Why don't you come on over here? Give me as much of that as you can get. I need it. Just go ahead. Squirt it in. Yeah. You know what? The whole bottle. I need, I need them. I need them more and more each day. That's great. That's good. That's good. For the sake of the illustration, that may have been a little bit too much, but you know. And there we go. Now our container has been emptied through repentance. We've buried it in water. That's baptism. And we've done it with Jesus' name. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Everybody shout that name with me for a second. Jesus' Jesus name. 
That's, where, that's how we go down under the water. Did you know that? That's what Peter said. In fact, Ananias said to Paul, Acts 22.16, Now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord. One more time. Everybody speak that name. It's Jesus' name. If I want to wash away the sin, Ethan, everybody listening, I can't forget to use the name. If I don't use the name, I'm just getting wet. You have a swimming pool, right? It's just like going for a swim in the pool if I don't use Jesus' name. But when I use Jesus' name, something powerful and supernatural happens. And the container that once had sin inside is washed and cleaned and ready to be filled. Right? Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. So the next step, it's the most exciting step of all, is now we can receive the Holy Ghost. We've repented, we've been baptized, and we're ready. Do you want to know what we use to get the Holy Ghost into our hearts, Ethan? Do you want to know? We use worship to get the Holy Ghost into our hearts. Worship is the tool that allows this to get in there. Because I was reading in my Bible another element of this recipe. It's a part of the instructions. And it tells me that worship is what allows the Holy Ghost to come into my heart. It was in the book of Psalms, chapter 22. It says, But you are holy, O God, that inhabit the praises of Israel. Did you know today that God inhabits the praises of His people? Inhabit means live in. And so when we praise God, He comes and lives in that praise and starts living in our hearts. It puts us in position to receive from God. So, I'm coming to a close here very quick. If we want God to come live in our heart, the best way to invite Him to do that, we've already said it today in this service, it's through our worship. It's through an open heart, lifting our voices with praise unto God. Nathan, you ready for this? you want to be the scooper or do you want to be the container holder? you want to scoop it? He wants to scoop it. Okay. Go ahead, buddy. I'm ready to receive. My container's ready. Do you think that's enough? No, no. We don't want just one little scoop. We want to, through worship, continue to receive. In fact, we want to receive to overflowing. We want to just keep on worshiping and allow God to come and fill our lives to the top and beyond. You go ahead and keep on doing that. How many know that this is the Gospel? How many know that this is the plan of salvation? This is how we are born again of the water and of the Spirit. And this is how we gain an entrance into the Kingdom of God according to Jesus Himself in John chapter 3. We must be born of the water and the Spirit. We must apply the death burial and resurrection of Jesus to our lives through death to our will and repentance, burial through the watery grave of baptism, and then receiving resurrection power through the gift of the Holy Ghost. If this same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if it dwell in you, it will quicken or make alive your mortal bodies. I want all that God has for me. So this morning, we are going to take just a few moments of time and we are going to make sure that our hearts, like this container, is ready to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I, I invite you to stand with me right now. 
I wonder just in this moment, if you would just lift your hands to the Lord. We're going to give some instruction in a moment. We just want to get our minds and our hearts prepared for what God is wanting to do. Let's create an atmosphere for a moment, church, and let's just worship the Lord. Let's begin to praise Him with everything we've got. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. I give you the praise, Jesus. I give you the praise, Jesus. There is nobody like you, Lord. I wonder, kids, all across this house, if you can lift your voice even higher than the adults around you and just give God your best praise that He is worthy of. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Now just give me, allow me a moment. Just a little bit of instruction here. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance together. Because everybody in the house today, we can all take a step toward God and ask Him for His blood to come and flow and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, any bad thoughts, decisions, actions from this past week. We all can do that. It's, it's a, a major part of our daily relationship with God. So nobody exempt this morning. Amen? But for somebody that maybe hasn't had the chance to repent of your sin ever, and this is your first time to consider doing this, I invite you today. You don't have to repeat the prayer that I'm praying, although you're welcome to, as long as it is sincere from your heart. We are going to repent together. And all that is is an emptying of ourselves, our sin, our human nature, our will, and saying, God, I want to follow you. Jesus, my life is yours from this day forward. I may not be perfect. That's all right. Your blood is there to cover and cleanse from this day onward. But I'm making a decision, a turning toward you, and I'm going to follow you. So I wonder, can we all just pray a prayer of repentance together? Kids especially, but everybody. Let's pray a prayer of repentance. And just like we empty out the sin into this garbage can, let's empty out our hearts before the Lord and say, Jesus, I ask that you would cleanse me. Let's pray. Jesus, right now in this service, God, I pray that you would forgive me, God, of every sin, of every thought that has been unlike you, every action that has been unlike you, God, every motive that has been unlike you. Jesus, I pray that you would cleanse me of all unrighteousness, God. I pray that you would bring me into a place of right standing with you. God, I pray that you would remove the sin in my life as far as the east is from the west. Cleanse us today, God. Renew us by your blood and through your spirit. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you prayed that prayer sincerely, the Bible tells us that if we will confess our sins, that He is faithful and He is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We don't have to beg. It's done. Somebody say, it's done. It's the finished work of Calvary and it's available here today. It's done. But there's another step. We'll do what we can do. God will do what He can do, right? We have a baptistry ready to go. There's water. If you've never been baptized, in the saving name of Jesus Christ. It's not about the water. It's about the name we speak over you when you go down in that watery grave and you rise to walk, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, in newness of life. Old things are passed away and everything has become new. That only happens through baptism. 
Because repentance is powerful. I heard this illustration. If we were to spill, I don't know, communion juice here on the carpet, Brother Mangan a few years ago said this. We could ask for forgiveness from the janitor, the pastors. And no doubt they would say, oh, you're forgiven. But there's still a stain. And so if we want to get the stain out, we need to use the water. Amen? And that's how we get the stain away from our vessel. And if you've never been baptized, not a pressure pitch here today, but God has given us this opportunity. You can be baptized for the remission of your sins. Something that takes just a few minutes that impacts your whole eternity. And it's available. Somebody say, it's available. You can make that decision. Nobody but you can. I'm going to invite our teachers from our Sunday school department to come around this front. And we're going to close with the way the Bible teaches us and the way that we've already said. We're going to close with praise, with worship, and we're going to believe that God is going to fill young children and people of every ages, every age in this sanctuary this morning. And our Sunday school teachers, if you would just step out and you're just going to come around this front and you're just going to kind of work around the altar, pray around the altar, extend hands toward families. And for all of our families with children, we're going to give you first opportunity. If you can come and be socially distanced, we want to invite you to step around this altar as well, perhaps step into an aisle. We don't want anyone to violate any social distance protocol. And if you'd feel more comfortable to stay in your seat, that's fine too. But right now, we just want to open up an opportunity for you to take a step toward God. And we know and we believe that God is going to come good on His promise. He's going to pour out His Spirit, and He's going to touch young children and our families and adults alike. They're going to raise the screen. We're going to begin to sing in a moment. But I want to invite anybody that would like to, from our families, children, to take a step around this altar. And we're just going to begin to worship the Lord together. All across this sanctuary, as people are beginning to move about a little bit, let's all lift our hands and let's begin to worship the Lord together. Because we all need to be filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is the best thing going. And I'm thankful that we have access to it today. God, pour out your spirit in this service. We ask in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord, all across the sanctuary. Go ahead and lift your voice in praise and prayer to God. taking a step forward. Kids, if you'll just give me your attention, I want to give you just a little bit of instruction.
because this is how we get into a position and a posture to receive from God. In just a moment, we're going to lift our hands. We're going to open our hearts. We're not going to hang our heads down, but we're going to lift our heads to heaven because that's a sign of expectation, believing that God is going to touch us. We're going to close our eyes just so that we're not distracted by what's going on around us, but it will allow us to focus on the Lord. And we are going to open our mouths loud and wide in praise and worship to God, okay? Let's, let's just do that together. Let's lift our hands. Kids, let's lift our hands. Let's lift our heads to heaven in a, in a stance of expectation. God, we believe you're going to fill us today. Let's close our eyes so that we can focus on the Lord. And let's open our mouths wide and give God a loud worship and a loud praise. Hallelujah. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, let's all do that together. I, I think that feels good. With hands lifted, heads lifted, hearts lifted, mouths open with worship. God, come and honor your word. Pour out your spirit in this place today. Kids, as you worship, you may start to feel your words turn into an unknown language. That's the Holy Ghost. Just let that happen today. That's called speaking in other tongues. And that's the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Pour out your spirit this morning, we pray. Touch our families. Touch our children, we pray today. God, you said the promise is for us and for our children. We claim that in this place this morning. I want you to continue to worship. Continue to give praise to God. The team is going to sing, but don't you sing. Let them sing the lyrics. Continue to worship the Lord this morning in the name of Jesus. Let's lift our hands. Let's worship.